by your ball game. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Or is it to the Man, crowd? Because that's where yeah, we're going. I've always heard either or on that. I, I, I honestly, I, I think I'm more in the to the crowd camp. Okay, cool. That's actually helpful. You know, because I'm not a follower. I'm a leader. So I go places I don't go with people. That's that's who I'm. That's the personality I'm going to try to build for mm. myself today. Uh, welcome back uh, to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. This is your host, Connor McCabe, here for uh, the second edition of Summer 2022's Call Me By Your Ball Game uh, special episodes where we are highlighting uh, some meaningful baseball games, uh, baseball video games uh, from I mean, I'm the one picking these, so they're from my past, but I'm having people on who've experienced them as well. Um, and I couldn't do it without uh, without a guest. I'm bringing back an old faithful who's who's been on the uh, the original uh, Call Me By Your Ball Game series and plenty of episodes on this show. Eddie Martin, welcome back. Happy to pinch hit and uh, fill in whenever you need me, coach. You know what? You're too modest. You're starting, buddy. You're starting. <laughs> I got I gotta have you playing where you. In fact, I'll even let you choose your position. Oh man, you know at this day and age, I feel like I can still play left field. I I can still track down balls, but don't put me in the infield. I don't want to take one off the chest. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. I'll go ahead and uh, just slot you in the outfield and, and uh, put you either like you know uh, top of the batting order or bottom, so we can get some speed down there too. Who knows what the analytics even say about that today. Um, but dude, it's, it's, uh, so good to have you back here. I'm going to get into a little housekeeping for the show, um, before we really dive into what we're going to be talking about today. Um, uh, this show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. Uh, so uh, you should definitely check out his show, video games, a comedy show, another, uh, podcast on our network here at super NPC radio. Um, if you're a fan of our shows, me, uh, and you're wondering if there's other ways you can support us, guess what? I've got a million ways you can do that. The most helpful way you can do that is by supporting us on Patreon over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. If you subscribe at any tier, you get bonus content from the creators of all of our shows, uh, which are video game focused. But if, uh, you, but that first, that second tier, the ten dollar DJ Toad tier, is where uh, you really get a bang, the bang for your buck. That first tier, you get one show and some exclusive articles from Jeremy. That middle tier, you're getting a uh, a group episode of this show every month, the Call Me by Your Game co op episode. We just released an episode. I've been pitching Eddie uh, on a game, Neon White. Uh, I was so captured by it, we had to do an episode. Um, we do a games club, which is a yearly. We covered the Metal Gear Solid series earlier this year. We're covering um, Donkey Kong, the Donkey Kong series, about eight games in the series. So, you know, we're picking and choosing a bit. Um, This fall, starting in August, that's sneaking up. Um, You get a bi-monthly episode from the Bonk Boys, a a music video game episode, and a a movie episode every month. Uh, And... So much more. There's a lot of great stuff there. But yeah, patreon.com slash super NPC radio. If you are uh, looking to check out our stuff, I might even recommend subscribe for a month, get all you can out of it and then dip. Or if you like it, stay. We have a we have a, a, a supporter here mm-hmm. on the show. Eddie is a is a oh, patron. Yeah. And wow, I would just use you as just as a prime example of what a great patron. Oh, we have. Well, thank you. I, I was going to say chime in and just say it is worth it. Uh, these guys are great. They make amazing content. Um, 
really talented improv people and I enjoy improv comedy and that's why I really dig a lot of the shows. They just mm. keep laughing and it's always a good time. So uh, I recommend I think I say it's worth it. So go. Hey, for it. there we go. And I'm not. I promise I'm not holding a gun to his head while he says this. Uh, this is on his own volition. <laughs> Even though I let him into it, because I'm like I'm like 300 and, or like 400 miles away from you. So if you were doing that, that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah, I do. Um, my I got my dad to take off work today. <laughs> he's outside <laughs> the window right now. Oh um, yeah, there he is. Oh, <laughs> hey, John. <laughs> he's probably not going to know how to use that thing. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we got a bunch of great stuff there, and a lot of us are. I mean, we all come from the Los Angeles improv community. So it's why you're going to get a bunch of fun jokes and goofs on every show, even if it's not uh, supposed to be comedy focused. Um, you can also support the show by uh, checking us out on social media, on Instagram at call me by your game podcast and on Twitter at call me by your game on Twitter. We just have the one why you can see uh, what we post every week, the the episodes that are coming out, how to support our guests, the cool art I make. You can also leave us a rating and review in the Apple Podcast Store. If you leave us a five star rating and review, I will read it on the show. Um, as do long it, as it's do not, it. yeah, do it. Listen, listen to our guest here. Uh, but truly, I, I do love getting reviews. It's fun to read what people enjoy about the show, and also it helps more people find us, and that's great. I want more people to hear the show because I because I think it's fun. Um, that's it for the housekeeping. And um, the, sh- the game that we're going to be discussing for episode two of the Call Me By Your Ball Game series, um, episode 125 of the real show, is Super Bases Loaded 3, License to Steal. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, say, uh, I'm going to get into a lot of my feelings about this game, and so will Eddie. But I have to say, the title is as good of a title, I think, as there is for uh, for a baseball game out there. I love it. And this is one that we played on the... This is a Super Nintendo game. Um, uh, but until recently, I never even played it on the actual console. Um, I'm really excited to get into this. Um, Eddie, uh, before we get into it, um, let's have a little baseball talk. You, you like the sport mm. of baseball, don't you? I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. It's so much fun. Um, how are you? How are you feeling about baseball lately? Have you had any recent thoughts that you want to share, or things that have been fun that you've been thinking about? I know I'm sort of springing this on you, but I'm curious. It's been kind of a down year for my Giants. We really played way above our pay grade last year, so I expected some natural regression this year. But wasn't yeah. expecting it to be this bad. Uh, they came out the gate hot, but they just hit some rough stretches, which happens in the game. Uh, but I actually tweeted this last night. If you would have told me uh, on July 25th that we'd have the same winning percentage as the Baltimore Orioles at this point in the season, I'd be uh, pretty shocked. And that's what we are. So, um, yeah, I was ho- I was really hoping they trade for Juan Soto, but I don't see it happening. I really just don't want Soto to go to the Dodgers. If that happens, I think I'll uh, just be depressed. That would be very, very depressing. Like, uh, look, I I'm I understand we live in a world where the Dodgers really can sign or trade for whoever they want because mm-hmm. they're. A, they have an an insane payroll, and B, they're really well run. So they've, yeah. you know, their prospects are they seemingly always have like a crop of prospects they can just dish out for stars like Mookie Betts or Trey Turner, and or they could just sign Freddie Freeman. So, but Soto, that's a step too far. I think <laughs> I don't. I really, yeah. you can already, you can make an argument that. they've already taken a few steps too far as far as, uh, you know, just wanting a more competitive balance. But um, I, I would be depressed too. As much as I'd like the Cardinals to get Juan Soto, uh, Mm -hmm. I also, their, our pitching is just a complete mess. 
And yeah. that if our pitching was like average right now or decent, we would be a like real okay contender. But because we're not and because our offense is a little inconsistent, man, we struggle. So I, it's like I want yeah. both Soto and pitching reinforcements. Carlos had a lot of injuries too that you guys that's true throughout the season. We just um, Stephen Matz just came back and threw like a pretty solid game yeah. against Cincy, and I I Got think it I right away, <laughs> dude. I had it on for two innings, and of course yeah. I'm like I go in the other room to like I don't know if I was like getting a slice of pizza or what because uh, my girlfriend and I uh, you've met Amanda we had the game on before we went out to uh, to friend of the show Michael Hearn's birthday. Um, Ooh, and don't blast worry, in arms. That you had, oh, he's always blasting arms, dude. Um, <laughs> and of, don't worry, folks. It was video game related. We went to Button Mash, a famous uh, uh, arcade bar in LA. Um, before we went, I'm, I'm in the room, and she's so sweet, giving me play by play of what's happening. And oh. I want the listener to know, I didn't ask for this. I didn't make her do this, but she's just doing it. And there's a ground ball up the first base line, and I hear her go like, "Oh, oh, oh, he's got it! Oh no! Oh, he flubbed it!" <gasps> Oh, I think he's hurt. And then, and it, you couldn't, by the, the image, of like, you know, the video of Matt's slipping and extending his knee, you really couldn't tell if that was going to be like a little tweak or something bad. And it turns out he has a torn ACL. So, mm-hmm. you know, our one free agent pickup last year, who's been hurt most of the year anyway, unfortunately is just, uh, looks like he's going to be out for most of the year, if not mm-hmm. the entire year. So, yeah. um, yeah, you know, baseball, it's a I'm I'm also like have had a rough weekend with it too because um the Cardinals, you know, a contending team who have had a really hot streak earlier this year and then played pretty as bad as you could for about a month. Uh opened the series against the last place Reds, lost two out of three when Wayno and Michaelis were pitching. We we actually won that game that Matt's got hurt. And then mm-hmm. now it comes out that it came out actually. I think it was Saturday night that the news was going to drop that a couple high-profile Cardinals were not going to be traveling to Toronto because they were unvaccinated, and yeah. a, a lot of people speculated. They're like, "It's got." I feel like, unfortunately, they're like, "I feel like one of Goldie or Arenado is going to be one of those players." And sure enough, it wasn't just one of them, but it was both of our best players are not going to yep. be playing in the Toronto series. <laughs> Um, That's the fantasy baseball nightmare right there. That has it's happened yes. so many times. Like JT Real Muto couldn't go to Toronto. I was like, this is my only catcher, <laughs> and he's so good. I'm like, just get the needle. Like, what's wrong yeah. with you people? But, I mean, you know, look, even like I don't, I don't want to get too much on my soapbox about like why yeah. I think the like you know getting vaccinated against this virus is important um, uh, for not just you and the people around you, but you know anyone you come in contact with. Um, mm-hmm. But I would think that like even if you were just someone who was like – you were a professional athlete who wouldn't be able to play and give your team – like compete for your team in games against – you know, and we have – the funny thing is I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the United States has the same rule where if you are traveling into the US, you also have to be – fully vaccinated against this thing so it's not just like a canadian rule it just happens that right uh teams from the u.s are traveling to toronto yep, um exactly so you know you'd think that you would want to give your team the best shot to win being the two best like two mvp candidates they actually are the national league leaders and i think f war right now or something like that yeah goldsmith's having a crazy year like two of my favorite players and now i've just had such a crisis of like 
cardinal faith this weekend of like, I don't even. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. And I could go into like their explanations and stuff. And needless to say, I'm just disappointed. But so baseball, you know, it's 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 been a little bit of a rough couple weeks. Uh, sure. I, did sure. you catch any of the All-Star game? I did. Yeah, I watched uh Homer and Derby was great. Loved seeing oh, Leo Rodriguez. He put on a show, dude. And the, the all time leaders and in, in, in leader in pies, my man. <laughs> <laughs> now that's that's a very inside joke that no one's gonna get. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but Julio was it was so fun. Yeah, it was fun to see Pujols in it, and he he did well. Um, I I was I, I had Kyle Schwarber winning the whole thing. We did like a four guy like four. Oh, of us, nice. Like dra- drafted guys like twenty bucks. I, I had Schwarber and. Um, um, Seeger and they were oh. out like first round. I was like, all right, that was, that was great. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, that I would have thought that Schwarber would have done really well. I, I don't think he just, you know, I think everyone in there probably goes to compete. It's like, yeah, we want to, sure. We want to honor this legend in pool holes, but I don't think he like tanked it, but I was surprised to no. see, uh, pool holes barely edge him out. And then he, he, it's not like he almost took out Soto, but Soto needed the extra time to, you know, beat him. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was, that was really fun. And the first like two innings of the game were, were really fun too. And then, and then I was upset after that scene and I'll just like fell asleep after bored. the first inning. The, the problem with the all-star game is it's just, you have so many great pitchers now and they're all coming out of the pen. Like pitching is just taking such a big step up. So yeah, it's just, it just, because, I mean, if you dig pitching, it's fun. Like if yep. you're pitching Ninja on Twitter, I'm sure he had a field day, but oh yeah, it's just they need to change up the format, do something fun. I like that they added that swing off feature. Oh yeah, that's a shame cool. we didn't get to see it because that would have been fun. Um, but I don't know. It's add, add some more life to the All Star game. Add one of those like maybe like they do in Japan where they have the targets all over the field and you got to hit the targets. Oh, that'd like be fun. Some kind, of, some kind of pitching competition. I don't know. Let's add add some more events. I think that'd be All Star weekend more fun. Yeah, that would be that would be a blast. Um, the, I I asked about the All Star Game because a it just happened and b it was something that we would watch. We watched at least a handful of years yeah. growing up together, oh, yeah. and oh, I just yeah. I think because of my fond memories of when we used to watch. Like I think of the two I think of specifically are the two thousand one game in Seattle. You know, there's t- so much to talk about with that one of like Ichiro's rookie year mm-hmm. getting an infield single off Randy Johnson to start the game. Uh, Barry yeah. Bonds sets the single season record that year, but you also have like Gonzo and Sosa chasing at the same time. Uh, Ripken hits a homer in, in the All Star game. Was, in that, final was season. that the game that he he switched with A Rod at shortstop? Yes. A Rod let him play short. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was yeah. that was cool. Also, A Rod's first year on the Rangers too. Um, that was fun. And then the I remember we watched the uh, by the time you had because I think we watched that first one at my house. Yep. And then I think by the time you guys moved to uh, uh, Ripon, um, mm-hmm. we watched the 04 game where Clemens got shelled. And I was just, I hated <laughs> Clemens. So <laughs> I was so mad. I so angry. Because I think that was the, I think like the th- second year that it like counted for home field advantage or something. Such a stupid idea. Just so dumb. <laughs> and so, you know, of course the Cardinals made it and got swept by the Sox. It, it probably wouldn't have been any different, but um yeah, that game was really fun too. Uh, so yeah, we had a lot of fun memories about the game. We we will probably get into more baseball memories on this episode. Yeah. Um, but so so if, listener, uh, if you're a baseball fan, this is probably extra fun for you. If not, <laughs> um, well, just enjoy some conversation between a couple old friends because we got a lot to get into. Um, oh yeah. 
But um, the the main event that we're going to talk about today is uh, Super Bases Loaded 3 License to Steal. As we've already talked about, the third in the Super Bases Loaded series. It also comes off the heels uh, as the successor to the Bases Loaded series on the uh, the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, but I'm going to go into uh, just some basic like Wikipedia information about what this game is, and then we'll talk about our personal experience and all that jazz. Um, Super Bases Loaded 3, um, known in Japan, here I go, as Super Moero Pro Yaku. Very cool. Is a Super Nintendo Entertainment System baseball game. It's the seventh overall installment in the Bases Loaded series. Hmm, I wonder what the... What the what's the seventh one? <laughs> if, if, it's because... <laughs> I know there was like maybe there was a fourth just bases loaded. I think it's game. including Nintendo and uh, uh, Super Nintendo. No, is it, is it oh, counting both versions, or Game I, Boy or something? I think it maybe there's a Game Boy version that that it makes that seventh um, plus the NES. Uh, so it's apparently the seventh overall installment in the series, and the third one um, in the secondary series, as we've discussed, for the Super Nintendo. Uh, Super Bases Loaded 3 was licensed by the Major League Baseball Players Association, a.k.a. the MLBPA, and it uses real... What'd you say? I said that was a big deal. It was a huge deal. That's like a lot of the draw for me in this game. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, And it uses real MLB players for the first time in the series to use their actual player names, but was not licensed by MLB itself. Um, So the teams that you play in this game are just based off like the cities or like what the first name, like the angels, they're not the Anaheim angels. They're, they were the California angels back then. So it's just California or Pittsburgh or Tampa Bay. If they were even in this one, um, all, Oh no, they weren't. I don't think, um, but all 28 us cities, uh, that had an MLB team at the time are listed, but, uh, no team names, logos, all that jazz. And it says here that no real stadiums, uh, were used, but, there are three very distinct stadiums that you can use in this game. Um, yeah. And they're all based off of professional parks, two that are very iconic, um, Wrigley Field and uh, and Fenway Park, but they're they're not called that at all. I think Fenway <laughs> Park is something like, like Green Wall Stadium or something like that. Um, and then the third is one of the domes. I don't remember if it's the Astrodome or Toronto, but it's one of those. <clears throat> okay. Um, so yeah, uh, this game came out in 1994. Um, it was developed by Tose. The publisher was, uh, Jalico, um, and, uh, it released in Japan on December 23rd, 94 and North America in February, 1995. Um, this game has, it's got a handful of modes in it too, that we can get into if we want. Um, uh, it also, it could be a multiplayer game, um, yeah, that's some basic just um, information about the game. Eddie, before we get into personal experience uh, and anything we want to share, uh, is there any baseline information about this game that we should get out before that, that we haven't included? No, it's essentially I was just going to mention it's just some of the gameplay style. Like the camera was over the pitcher's shoulder, uh, mm-hmm. so it wasn't behind the plate. Yes. And, and some of the – just the sprite work on it was pretty – was actually looked pretty good for the time so but especially we'll probably get into this stuff yeah but but that is a thank you for including especially the like the gameplay mode because a lot of times in a baseball game when you are the pitcher um unless you're playing actually now that i think about it most of the time it's 
totally reversed. You're not behind yeah. the pitcher even when you're pitching in most games now that I think about it. Um, mm-hmm. You're behind the plate for everything. But this is the opposite, which I think we'll get into it. All I'll say is that I think it makes pitching a little easier for me and hitting a lot harder. Um, but as, uh, person, as far as personal experience goes, I remember how I discovered it. I'm assuming it was it could have been similar. But Eddie, what's your history if you have any other history with the series in general or just this game? When I turned, I want to say, 12 or 13, I don't remember how old I was, but for my birthday, my brothers got me three video games that they got from Funko Land for very cheap. <laughs> um, first game was Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart. That wasn't cheap, but oh, they, okay. they, they bought it for me. That's a good one, Second, too. Yeah, yeah. Second one was, um, I'm blanking on it. I'm totally blanking. Was it another SNES board. game? It was, but I don't remember. Hmm. Um the third one, however, was Super Bases Loaded, the first one. And I remember oh. specifically my brother Andy saying, this was $2. <laughs> that is such was, an Andy move. It's just yeah. to be like, this gift I got you means nothing. This is $2. Oh, oh, so oh you know what the other game was? Ooh. The other game was Stunt, Stunt Race FX. Okay. You know, not the greatest <laughs> game, but it's interesting and cool. It was, yeah. I mean, it was fine. Um, yeah. It's whatever. So... Super bases loaded. That's my first experience of the game. And mm. I, you know what? We played it a lot. We played it Dang. a lot. It was made in 1991, so it's very primitive for the Super Nintendo. It's really interesting, especially just like some of the effects they used and the music in it. And yeah, so I played Super Bases Loaded. Never played two or three until a little bit later when uh, I got access to emulators and ROMs, and then I started playing Basic Loaded 3 because I knew the series, and I was yeah. like, this is pretty fun. And then I, I don't know if that's where I showed you or how it worked, but that's essentially my experience with Basis Loaded. Do you uh, do you have any question or any memory of like what it was that was cool about the effects or anything in, in the first one that stood out to you at this point, like if you can remember? I don't know if it was super cool, but when you're selecting your team, you know, it has like, there's no MLB teams. They didn't have the license. So there's no MLB teams or players they are just generated guys. And each, so each team had a weird logo, like just the design of it. Texas, there's like something Raptors, uh, (laughs) something, um, the Amoebas were a team. Amoebas. It was just super weird, um, super unique. And then when you're selecting your, your team, I don't know if you remember in Mega Man 2, when you go to Bubble Man stage, like like the background is really ugly and gross. It's like a waterfall effect. Okay. But it's terrible. And it always like just ah, hurts my eyes. That was kind of the effect on the select screen. This, this blue background just looks hideous. So more just like memorable so ugly. than impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it bothered me at the time, but it sure, sure as hell bothers me now. That's so funny. Uh, Okay, I was just sort of curious because I have – I actually have that first game too on Super Nintendo. I am like – I have some nostalgia for these games, but I – they're hard to play now. Um, You, I think, really have to put in a lot of time to them to get good because I've tried jumping back in in the last like week and a half, two weeks, uh, and I have gotten – just demolished. Um, but it's harder than Hollow Knight. Yeah, uh, so let, <laughs> this is the hardest game that has ever uh, existed. Um, I will not back down from that stance. Um, to tie up a loose end too, you were wondering, like you were speculating, maybe that's how I got into it, as you discovering it through emulation. And that is, I remember most of my experience with this game in particular is playing with a keyboard. 
like and I remember being better at it with the keyboard maybe because <laughs> I mean I don't honestly remember putting in a ton of time into this game so by this point in you know I don't know we were probably like 13 or 14 when this hat when this was going on maybe 15 at the latest so it's 16 to 17 years later like I don't know how much I played this game but I have very distinct memories of it which is why I hit you up and was like hey do you want to talk about this game for me and you're like I'm pretty sure I know the first one better but okay I'll do it um but uh yeah I remember Playing this, this is one of many games discovered on emulation. For whatever reason, the Super Nintendo, probably because it was a console I never had and only experienced at your house for years, um, that was the game I was most apt, or the, the console I was most apt to emulate, period. Um, oh, yeah. And this game, Chrono Trigger is the famous one that I remember, that I always bring up, that I that blew both of our minds, I believe, through emulation and now is like very special to each of us in our own way. And Chrono Trigger is an example of a game that I will say is a testament to the power of emulation and how it's actually a good thing of like introducing you to games you didn't have access to. And then when they actually released the game on DS, we both bought copies. So we put money back into the game, into the developers. And I would actually say that this series is a point against emulation because uh, the nostalgia glasses <laughs> are on heavy. Um, I'm, you're, I'm gonna you're make telling a, me if Super Bases Loaded 3 doesn't come out on the Switch, you're not buying it first day? Okay, you, know, you got me there. Yeah, 40 <laughs> bucks, good lord. But actually, you know, I, I was thinking about it. I wish I could have some sort of Super Nintendo baseball game on the Switch Online, but I understand, like, even though they didn't have the team's license, the player licenses... There's just no way this is ever going to end up there unless they just resold it. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I remember discovering this game through emulation. And what there's a couple things that really stood out to me at the time that I, I remembered so viscerally that brought me back. Um, one, we already talked about it, which was the, uh, the three stadiums you use, uh, Wrigley, Fenway, and a dome, whichever one is it. Do you... Uh, have any thoughts on the on the stadiums at all? Is that something that sticks out to you too, or no? I wonder if it was Minnesota's dome because that was before mm. Target Field, the Met- Metrodome. It may was that what ha- it's called? It, I th- it may have been, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it was because the, they won the World Series like pretty recently in that era. So who knows? But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I always remember thinking it was interesting, but I. It, this I was like, really only three stadiums, which is yeah. kind of funny because I'm sure it was like a lot at the time. But yeah. playing it as a kid, I was like, where's where's a candlestick? You know, totally. Where's Bush? <laughs> yeah. And by the time, you know, you and I are playing this game in our like early teen years, we are playing more modern baseball games that include everything that that yep. include, you know, <laughs> licensed uh, teams, players. Every stadium, retro stadiums. I mean, you look at MVP baseball, and we're playing on the polo grounds if we feel like it. Um, oh my gosh, uh, that's a that's a game you can uh, hear my discussion on uh, from two years ago. The first "Call Me by Your Ball Game" series. Um, so yeah, I would. I think there were definitely things like that that we I think powered through to enjoy this game. the The second thing that really st- stood out to me. Um, where you were talking about the sprites earlier, the sprites I thought in the the pitching and hitting sequences were great for for what this game was, and I I just liked that it felt like oh that's what a player might look like when they're 
not only in their batting stance, even though they're very still, nobody has like a waggle or moves at all, but even the swings look good. And same goes for the pitching. Um, I can even think of like certain players whose stances seem to be included in the game. Um, most famous being Barry Bonds. Yeah, I remember that. And his yeah. swing too was like mm-hmm. spitting image of what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I um, remember that. I remember the uh, uh, the newspaper at the end would have like a Mark Portugal goes all the way, <laughs> like <it's> depending <laughs> on how your game went. And I just, I thought that was kind of cool. It's like eh, it's kind of cool that they generate stuff like that or like Giants fall mm-hmm. short. Something I don't know. It's uh, I it's think the neat. um the the newspaper I was I was looking at that earlier. It's like Jellico News or something like yeah. that. So just naming it after the publisher. Um, and that's such a lost art. I mean, it's funny. You and I grew up same age, same era. And you and I both used to look at the newspaper every day and check yeah. the stats and check the box scores. And, you know, Ugh. that was how we did it. And I, I kind of missed that era because it was fun having my cereal and like, looking at every single box score and seeing like the player of the day. Like the, our, our newspaper would do a player of the day and it had like yeah. a nice face and like three for four with three homers. But like, whoa, Jim Tomei hit three homers. And again. Yeah, I, I miss I miss that that I don't know. I'm kind of like nostalgic for that type of thing that just doesn't exist anymore. Because yeah. I don't even do that on my on my app. I don't go to the MLB app and look at every box score and read every synopsis. No. I'm just not going to spend the time doing that. But I would slow down and read the newspaper. So seeing like the newspaper thing, I'm like, oh man, that was really that era. It was everyone checked the paper to see what was happening in the league? They really did. It was it was we had such similar morning routines. I, I wonder if I maybe like adopted that front like took that from you maybe i was at your house for a breakfast and you did that um but i remember loving that too and they would have the little picture of the player too they would always be really tiny um Mm -hmm. and you know we all we both had players we like really loved and rooted for who were some of the greats growing up like whether it was ichiro pujols bonds so checking Mm -hmm. the stats was also fun because we wanted to see how our boys were doing and oh, oh yeah. are they still leading the league in batting average or whatever it is? Um, yeah. So I love that little um, newspaper flash on this too. But yeah, truly that I, I just had on my phone, as I was telling you before, uh, a video of a game uh, between the Expos and the uh, Giants or Montreal and San Francisco. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Can't use the names. Can't use the names, nope. man. And uh, Jeremy, edit that from the podcast, please. Um, <laughs> I... Just on my phone, uh, a game between them on Super Bases Loaded 3, uh, just a YouTube video. And yeah, every time that Bond swing, it's like from from his stance, because he doesn't do the waggle like he does in this game, because like I said, they're mm-hmm. still like yeah. uh, bit, uh, sprites basically, but the, everything through the swing to the finish, where he kind of like finishes over his knee a little bit and the bat is yeah. like touching One the ground. Hand. It's... Yep. Also, I'm just like, no, like that is that I'm just have so much bonds nostalgia too. <laughs> like really oh, miss. Yeah. And this is like before he was before he became the Titan that he would become. He was already like, you know, arguably the greatest player in baseball. I think had like right. by the time 01 rolled around, had three MVPs between his time yeah. in Pittsburgh and San Francisco. <laughs> um Anyway, there's other there's other players whose swings are um, emulated in this game through animation. Not a ton, but he's also on the cover of this. There's a few pro players I can see here. From the ones I recognize, there's Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, 
Kirby Puckett, uh, Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt, Greg Maddox, and then I don't recognize the other three guys. I, I yeah, really couldn't I'm tell you who they right are. Now. Is Sandberg one of them? Sandberg could because he was the bases loaded like star athlete. Yeah. Oh, that's John Crook. Is I'm just Crook. <laughs> it's <laughs> like what? That's uh, not Crook. So you know, if some players got some, uh, some uh, extra, probably some extra care. All of their touch. all their team logos are blacked out, though. Yep. Oh yeah, they've definitely scrubbed those. Some early Photoshop <laughs> work there. Um, it's pretty good. As far as the, there's a couple things also of note I want to chat about this game before oh, we Paul, maybe. It's, it's Paul Molitor. Oh really? Yeah, is he Molitor on the right top there. left? No. Or is he bottom right? He's, he's bottom right. Dang. I honestly don't even know what he looks like. Um, yeah. Anyway. Before, I, I want to definitely get into some, uh, some like memories talk in a, in a few minutes of like just this era of us playing this game. And we might be, maybe even covered some of this ground when we talked about um, Backyard Baseball 2001 when we had uh, you, you, Alex Bernard, and I talked a couple years ago. Um, oh, yeah. But I want to talk about that. And then maybe I want to highlight one other game that, as I was preparing for this, I was like, we maybe should have just done this game instead. It would have been more interesting, but I digress. Um, the last couple things I want to talk about with Super Bases Loaded 3 are, uh, I just, like, because I've been playing it, the music, I have to say, really slaps. Uh, it's yeah. really upbeat and fun, both in the uh, intro screen and also the, like, selection screen. That that outside of like the national anthem at the beginning of the games might be it. Oh yeah. But I don't know if you oh, remember the music at all, but I it, like it. So it's, it's, it's been a while since I played three, but in one, I remember the music was kind of chill. Like when you first start playing and then when you get a rally going, you get a guy to second, all of a sudden the music will go bum, 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 bum. And it would like pick up a little bit. And like, it's like, Oh yeah, it's rally time. Oh. And it would, it would change. Does it do you know, that in three? Ah, uh, you know, I'm, I'll be honest and say, I'm ashamed to say I, never even mounted rallies to know if that was possible. Um, oh, and no. I don't think they would just play that music if the computer was rallying against me, because trust me, they were really pouring it on. Um, but that, so I would hope they included that. That'd be a bummer to leave that out. Yeah, um, it's, it was, it was very, uh, I remember it would happen. I think it happened on both sides though. Even if you were pitching or hitting, it would, the music okay. would pick up once a guy got in scoring position. <laughs> That's fun. Maybe I just blocked it out because I was just getting shelled the whole time, even when using Randy Johnson. Um, I uh, So the music was great. And then the big thing I want to discuss, uh, and if there's anything you want to include or remember, please hop in, is just the, the gameplay. Because I've been uh, playing it a lot, like I told you. And there's some things that I think are really, especially once I actually like looked up the controls, because I was sort of just like, pressing buttons for a while being like oh, i remember this and i was like wait a second no i don't i played on a keyboard i don't know how this works um the gameplay i will say is a little hit and miss for me now i remember okay. it being phenomenal i remember loving it i cannot say that is the truth about this at all um there's there's some stuff that really that would just bother you playing like a, after playing many modern baseball games like you know uh like a, a slow grounder that gets through the infield, but also somehow gets past an outfielder, um, like a grounder right back to the pitcher. That's like a fast ground ball, but somehow the guy is safe anyway. Um, seemingly can never get an out. There's a lot of like 
uh, silly stuff like that that happens, which I just was like, I'm just going to enjoy this and power through because the first time I played it, I think I, I, who was I, I was using the Cardinals and so, you know, it adds insult to injury getting shelled as them. Uh, I don't remember who I played Eddie, but by the end of the first inning, it was nine to nothing. Oh no! And I was trying. Okay. I was really trying. Um, here's what I will say for the game is that I hitting is still a mystery to me. Um, I yeah. did get a double with Mark McGuire. Actually, no, this I didn't get a double with Mark McGuire. Today I was playing as the A's uh, against the – I think the, the – against California. Um, sorry, Oakland. And Mark McGuire is my only like solid hit of the game. I kept getting hits by like soft grounders would get past the pitcher and the infield couldn't get it. But I like roped one to the wall like a double – and I had automatic running on because I was like, I don't even want to mess with that. Because you can change the settings too. You could just have it on like – you could also just watch a game if you want. Right, yeah. You can <laughs> be a kinda, Which is kind of – we would do that with backyard baseball all the mm-hmm. time. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, McGuire lines went to the wall and like rounds – I see the icon round first and then just goes back to first. Like doesn't even try to stretch it for a double. So I'm like, okay, that's ridiculous because – there was plenty the of time The game does for not want you there. to succeed. The, the game just does not want you to win. And, you know, maybe it's incentivizing you to control the runner, but I was like, that just feels well, why, cheap. Why even have the feature then if it's <laughs> exactly. not going to be useful? It's so dumb. <laughs> totally. So hitting outside of that one at bat today is a mystery. Like, true, because um, you're not aiming your bat. You're just aiming where you want the ball to go, whether you're press, trying to hit it down the lines or hit a grounder or a fly ball, or you could just – Leave it neutral and just try to hit oh. later. Um, oh. I'm assuming that based on where the pitch is located, like if you've got an up and in like fastball and you try to line and you're like aiming down the first baseline, like you're probably going to not make good contact. But I think I had like five at bats in a row where it was just like pop up, pop up, pop up. Yeah. And I, I There's was like, going to be something with the mechanics there. There probably is. And but what I was really happy to get down w- better as I went along, again, I still gave up like six runs and six innings, but for me that was good, was the pitching's kind of interesting, actually. You, um, I don't know if you remember this, but you can have up to, I think, four pitches per per pitcher. And at first I had no idea if like you press the button and then you aim for a direction or what. I found out what you want to do is before you actually – select your pitch once the batter's in the box you can press on the control pad in any direction and that's where the ball will be aimed so if you want it to be like high in the zone uh you press up once if you want it to be like out of the zone but high you press up twice um okay and so on or like you know if you want it low and away press left press down um which is kind of nice because like once you have i would have the the rare instance where i get two strikes on someone and they would always like rope a single or like get an infield hit. And I'd be like, I just well, want to throw one out of the zone. Yeah. Yeah. And I finally learned how, you know, you just keep, nice. you can keep pressing that. It probably has like uh, an end. Like you can't press it, <laughs> like throw it out of the box too much. Um, but anyway, the pitching, I was really happy to like get that down. So if I continue playing this game or pick it up again someday, I know that maybe that's going to be available to me as a hitter. Um, right. Is there any like, like, I know it's been a while. Any gameplay stuff that you remember or wanted to bring up? 
I just want to hit on that frustration of it's just because of the limitation of the hardware and mm-hmm. the camera angle of not knowing where your outfielders are. That just drives you crazy. So uh, on those ground balls that you can't cut off, it's like, you know, modern games have fixed that. But back then, it's the same problem with Ken Griffey Jr.'s baseball. You yeah. like barely know where your outfield is and one could just get by you. But yeah, that that could be really frustrating. I did actually play this game quite a bit. I remember I had a giant season with the Giants and I played <laughs> it pretty often when I was a kid. Yeah, but I honestly can't tell you much else about it. <laughs> I, just yeah. remember, I remember playing it quite a bit. My man, Mark Portugal, just Dude. dominating on the mound. <laughs> the the best name of all time. Uh, we I bet we both had like little seasons going like we would do when we'd play like wiffle ball outside and have our own like head cannons of what was going on. Um, I'm sure and it would be, it was cause we always like to talk to each other about that stuff. So it was like, Oh, how's your yeah. team doing or whatever. Right. <laughs> we just, right. it was funnier with the, with the wiffle ball stuff because it was like half made up anyway. Um, but Sorry, man, we were just, imp- we we're just improv out there dude, we really within the were. rules of the game. <laughs> it just, uh, it just set us up for, for the future. The, um, the best is you'd say stuff like, like it's, someone would strike out. You'd be like, Oh, well, someone threw a soda at him. So now you have to throw, you have to throw it again. <laughs> <laughs> like just, just can't shit like just, that. <laughs> just can't just like deal with striking out. Um, <laughs> the fans are getting unruly. Uh, that is so funny. Um, so uh, if you if there's anything that comes up more about this game, p- feel free to bring it up. I had a couple things I wanted to uh, talk about too. One, I want to talk a little bit about. Um, uh, gosh, what was it? Was was the game? Was it called just Super Baseball 2020? Super Baseball 2020. Dude. Okay, great. Now we're talking about it. Eddie, this is the game that after thinking about it and preparing for this episode, I realized I think we should have done an episode on this because it's far more interesting than Super Bases Loaded um, uh, Volume 3. This game, this is one you had on the Super Mm -hmm. Nintendo. And do you want to tell us- I still have it. What? Oh my gosh! It. Never, never get rid of it. Uh, it also it, so it was for the SNES, the Neo Geo, and the Sega Genesis. But do you want to tell us a little bit about what this game was? Yeah, first I'll tell you how I it came into my possession. I I don't know if I got good grades or just behaved well. I, I don't know what it was, but my mom said that I, I will take you to Funko Land. You can pick out one game. Ooh! So second time we're name dropping Funko Land. I just I kept them Dude, in business. I guess never forget. <laughs> <laughs> as they went out of business and got yeah. bought by GameStop. Anyway, so oh, I go in there and, and and think about it. I mean, you're like a nine-year-old kid and just, you have the whole world at your oyster. Like as your oyster, you got games everywhere. And I, I picked this game. <laughs> of all of them. I could have picked, probably could have picked Earthbound, probably could have picked Chrono Trigger, probably could have picked like Mega Man X3. No, I pick I picked Super Base, Baseball 2020 just because it looked interesting. So... Yeah, this game basically takes place in the future. Like this is the future of baseball, and the some change some rules have changed. Uh, first of all, robots are allowed to play, so there's robots. Uh, men and women play together, which is awesome. There's there's right. men on your team, there's women on your team, and there's robots. Uh, one team was all women. They're like the mermaids. They were all women. Oh. One team was one team was all robots, uh, and then a lot of teams were mixed. So anyway, the rule changes are, are this: there's only one stadium. Uh, but the foul lines. Ooh, so Super Pizza's Loaded Three has got it beat there. <laughs> it does, but but with the action of this game, you only need the one stadium because it's designed in a certain way. So it's like a dome. It's a big dome, mm-hmm. and basically, like you know, like normal baseball, there's foul ball lines all the way mm. down the down the right and left field. 
Well, here it extends about halfway. There's like a foul zone. And then past that, it's fair ball. So if you hit one down the line just past the, the zone, it's a fair ball. It's in play. So like a ball can roll into the corner and somehow be fair, which honestly is kind of interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that would make, it is. That would make baseball pretty interesting. Um, so that's one feature. If you hit home runs can only be hit the dead center. They have to that's be hit the right. dead center off, off the scoreboard. So if you rope one, you hit one homer all about to left field, like left center field, it's going to bounce off the glass and get back into play. So that's the other thing. The spectators are covered in glass. They're not sitting in stands. They're all like, they're all like in this giant, like glass dome. Otherwise <laughs> they would probably get murdered by these baseballs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a feature. Um, your players are cybernetically enhanced so they can s- s- dive like really far. They could jump super high. And there's also like a special jump zone in front of the home run scoreboard. Oh, yes. where if you hit jump, they jump super high and they can rob home runs. So, and when you I do, like we successfully- found our fix for the all-star game right here, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Just cybernetically <laughs> enhance your players. Let Vlad Jr. Just have robotic enhancements. And that would be really exciting. <laughs> so when you would do, when you did actually rob a home run or jump make a jumping catch the camera would switch to like a still shot of uh-huh. your player like jumping and the ball would go like and land in his glove uh, so it was just um that, that that's just me like describing basic gameplay and, yeah. and now this game it's it, it was just crazy like scoring was super high because balls would bounce off the, the wall um or the glass and foul territory that's the other thing if you hit it foul but it's past the foul zone if you hit it off the glass up there it's still fair It'll bounce yeah. back into play so it was uh, i remember yeah. being fascinated <laughs> by this at your place growing up and it's one that i would later emulate as well and i should have gotten this game off ebay recently and not basis loaded three it's just i think it it just provides so much more and it's just an interesting take on on the game and the sport and dude i like you gotta Look up the Wikipedia page for this sometime, or maybe I'll just drop it in the chat here because the cover art for the Neo Geo version is something special. It looks so – it's like a poster I would actually put up anywhere. I would display front and center in my home. It's so cool. Um, Oh, that is cool. Yeah, so this this game, you know, we must have played a lot more together um, than the actual Super Bases loaded before we emulated the third version. Um, We played this game a lot. Yeah, this I just watched a uh, a video that I had already previously watched, I guess, uh, by SNES Drunk. You ever watch SNES Drunk videos? No. Oh, dude, it's a great channel. You got it's just SNES Drunk. The guy's not actually drunk. I don't even know why he named it that, but uh, it's great Super Nintendo content. But he did a video on every uh, baseball game for the Super Nintendo, and so and and the Famic in the Super Famicom. So this one gets. Uh, a highlight, and I think it makes his list of his top five at the very end, which is great. Um, That's good. Yeah, this if if the listener, if you've never heard of this game, you like baseball games, definitely check it out. Uh, emulate yeah. it. I would find it if it's cheap online and you have a Super Nintendo, feel free to try to buy it. Like this, actually. Now, this is one that would be cool on the Switch Online because there's nothing to license here. They could so. even they could just revamp this game and and make a make a new one. Uh, like an arcade style because this this game was a like more arcadey type of game yes. i think they had arcade cabinets of it so it's like you mm. I, just make a new one and the, it's kind of it's kind of similar to like the um i'm blanking on the name super mega baseball oh but yeah this one would be more this one would be more arcadey and like just more chaotic which yeah i don't know sounds fun it that would be fun um yeah this i would love a remake that would be really or a second one 
what whatever they want to do. Just make it as fun as the first. Uh, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of memories that I have of like this era between playing this game on the actual Super Nintendo or you know or when we were emulating all this stuff growing up. Um, as we sort of, uh, I don't really have much else to, honestly to share about either of these games. Um, as we sort of wrap up our time, was there anything that you didn't get to say about either of these games or any memories you have you didn't get to, that you just, that had hit you in your mind and you wanted to bring up today? My brother and I would play this game a lot. Uh, Super Bases Loaded, or Super Baseball 2020 nice. specifically. We'd play it, we'd play it a ton. Um, your robots could, um, like blow up and then they turn into these like crappy like gray versions of themselves really? and you have to upgrade them yeah oh. <laughs> so so like they're they're all like play like they all the robots look the same they kind of look like droids from star wars yeah and like once they blow up they they turn gray and they're still the same character model but their stats just all of a sudden get terrible so <laughs> you actually have to you you earn money in the game by doing stuff if you get a homer you earn money if you strike a guy uh, strike a player out you earn money so then you could use that money to upgrade your players and you can do that to maintain your robots during the game so there's like little elements like that too that are really unique and interesting <laughs> wow uh that is fun as i've been scrolling through the page for this I, i've saw like what like you get for for these different things uh it's so funny if you get beaned you get a thousand dollars, but you also lose a thousand dollars if you're pitching, which is kind of funny um, to see yeah, that. Crowd like, the plate too. I, I would actually do that as a strategy. I would ooh. the pitch would be coming in, and I'd move my player into it, and they would get hit, and I'd be like, "Yeah, that's a thousand dollars." Ooh, and a base. That's pretty good. It's just yeah. funny, yeah. like you know. I feel like you. We've heard, especially as big baseball fans and people who follow the sport pretty close, you'll hear like, "Oh." Uh, so-and-so made uh, $50,000 per at bat this year or whatever it is. And it's so it's like almost in real time knowing what the players are earning, but this is actually happening in real time. Right. Uh, and you're getting like extra rewarded for good play and uh, the opposite for bad. That's interesting. Um, cool. And if that were the case, if, con if contracts were designed that way, I'd feel bad for Joey Gallo because he'd be like in the red every year with all those strikeouts. Dude, that, that guy uh, has been just... Uh, Matt Carpenter has just taken his place. Uh, oh my gosh, I, how cool is that for you to see? <laughs> dude, I thought he was he was so washed up for like three years on the Cardinals, and now he's just otherworldly. <laughs> it hurts, honestly, and it hurts that it's happening on the freaking Yankees of all places. But I'm happy for him, bummed out in general. Um, great, great mustache, though. Dude, great, great stash. I'm proud of, proud of uh, old Marp over there. Um, he, when he was, uh, when that guy was right on the Cardinals, he was one of the most dangerous hitters in the game, both in the playoffs and regular season. Like, yeah, he could rake for a while. I remember. Oh, I remember. I remember vividly because a lot of Giants Cardinals were, uh, playoff games. Yeah. I think in 2012, which is where the, the Cardinals went up three, one and the Giants came back after like yeah. a crazy Barry Zito game in St. Louis, I think in game <laughs> It may, I think it was game three. The series was tied 1-1 and Carpenter hit like, I don't know, like mm -hmm. a, a bomb in the middle of the game. But he was still it was like... Kane. It was off Matt Kane. Oh, really? Dang. Yeah, it was off Matt Kane, who was, who was our best pitcher that year. I think it was like his rookie year technically too. So, Carpenter, yeah. Yeah. Um, just nuts. But um, yeah, that's really all I had to say about both of these games. I kind of am like, like happy that it turned into sort of a like a, our personal super nintendo 
baseball game experience. Um, I really haven't played other ones. I know that like uh, King Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball is great, which yeah. you and I played a ton on the N64. Um, that game is my brother. My brother's jam. He's he would play it all the time. He would even emulate it and play seasons. Like he's, uh, that's he loved that game so much. Um, quick story on that game. Well, please. I have the vivid memory of this. Is just like this is the, the most spoiled. Uh, white kid thing ever so just bear with me for a second <laughs> yeah um we would set up a tent in the backyard and my brother alex would get an extension cord and bring out this like tiny little tv we had the we tiny one that was the one that was in your room no this is before that one bro this one like oh. was really old and tiny just this tiny little crt and he'd bring it out to the tent and plug it in with the super nintendo and he'd play he'd play king Griffey baseball in the tent in the backyard <laughs> And like that specifically memory is like super vivid in my mind. It was so cool. It's like we're outside, but we're playing Super Nintendo in a tent. That is so I, I kind of like that. It's a sports game, too, because you're, you know, you're out in the grass uh, yep. like in the summer, probably. Um, gosh, that must have been a hot tent if it was like during the day. Uh, oh, man. So many memories at that at that house. Both houses, both the houses that you lived in growing up. We have a lot of memories in, but the. The I think there there are definitely more at Ripon because you for our friendship you were only at I don't know let's say we became friends when we were eight you probably when did you move when you were twelve yeah oh two so it's only four years at the uh, yeah Modesto, Modesto house dang yeah. I'm almost like more nostalgic for it because I had so little time there I know right yeah. Uh, Gosh, it's so funny. I've had you on so much. I'm like, I didn't even say like, oh, yeah, Eddie and I have known each other our entire lives. But if it wasn't clear by the end of this conversation, now you know we grew up as best friends and spent just an insane amount of time together, which is why it's always fun to go back and just reminisce about this stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, Eddie, thank you so much for uh, doing this, dude, and for hopping on to talk to me about a couple of games we really had a lot of experience with uh, on the Super Nintendo. Um, I, I don't know what my plans are for the, the next two episodes of this series, cause we're going to do one for August and September as well, and then finish it out for the year. Um, but, uh, if there's one that I'll be sure to loop you in that to where if I pick one that you have experience with, of course I got to have you on. Yeah, great. No worries. Um, well on your way out, is there anything you want to plug? Is there anything, uh, people, uh, any way people can support you, um, as you head out? Yeah, you know, I have I haven't been making as much content lately. I do have a channel called Normcore Baseball where I do yeah. just random baseball videos. Whether it's uh, I have a series called Broadcast Contrast, and it's one of my favorite things to do. It's when it's they, awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's basically I need to do more of them because I've had ideas, but essentially, like a player hits a big grand slam or something, and the home team or whatever broadcast team hit it, hit it. They, they're going crazy. They're celebrating, and then I play the clip from the other side of the broadcast on the the team that got gave it up, and they're just like it's like. A funeral. They're like, that ball's gone. That's a great. <laughs> it's just like, did you <laughs> did you do one last year on uh, like when I think it was Yoshi Sutsugo hit like a walk off homer against the Cardinals? I did. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure that would hurt. But that was also at like truly the darkest point of the Cardinals season, where I think Alex Reyes, like the week before, had also given up a walk-off home run and like imploded and it was just, it happened again. And of course their season ended that same way. <laughs> it was <laughs> just the, the Vogel, Vogelbach, right? Yeah. That was the Brewers one. Yeah. No, the, the, the funny one about the Tsutsugo one was the, <laughs> the, 
Cardinals were like, oh, tough one. And then the, the Pirates broadcast like, suit, suit, sugio. Was he like mispronouncing it or just so excited? No, he was he was quoting that um that song. What's the, the song? Uh, Susa Studio. I don't uh, even know. Man. There's a something on my mind all the time. Susa Studio. It's like this old song. Okay. <laughs> well, good for that guy. Susa <laughs> It was just like I don't know. It was. But th- those are, fr- and I've, I've made a few other ones, but uh, man, making videos is a lot of work. It is. T- That's... Time, time that I don't have. <laughs> and you said uh, Normcore Baseball? Yeah, it's just called Normcore Baseball. So cool. if you're into that, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes so people can just like click the link and go straight to YouTube and, you know, subscribe and watch those when you do them um, and go through the archives. But uh, yeah, any uh, thanks again for being here. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, close this out with some plugs of my own. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Call Me By Your Game. Uh, show art is done by Glenn J. You can find Glenn and his other wonderful works on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. The show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt, who also hosts his own show. Video Games, a comedy show, another one you can find here on Super NPC Radio or wherever you get your podcasts. We just did uh, an, an absolute banger of an episode where we drafted our favorite Nintendo games from the original Nintendo Entertainment System in a uh, sort of desert island scenario. Uh, so go listen to that because it really was fantastic. Every person on that show has been on this show. It was a blast. Um, you can also, of course, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you do, feel free to let me know, but I will look for them. Um, and uh, check us out on Patreon, as I've already said patreon.com slash super npc radio where you can uh, get truly uh two to three times the content you already get from our shows um will show up there um again the most recent episode i did for my series was a chat about neon white uh this incredible game done by ben esposito of uh, donut county anyway that will do it for the call me by your game podcast the most recent call me by your ball game episode We've got two more coming later this summer. We will see you on the next one. Bye.